The Nevada Department of Education is providing this podcast as a public service, and it is provided for informational purposes only. It is not a statement of official state policy, nor should it be construed as legal advice on any subject matter. It is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of state policy. Reference to any specific product, process, service, or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by the Nevada Department of Education. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by employees of the Nevada Department of Education or Nevada educators are those of the individual and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Nevada Department of Education or the view of the state of Nevada. Welcome to the Battleborn Digital Learning Podcast, a podcast brought to you by the Nevada Department of Education and the Nevada Digital Learning Collaborative to highlight best practices, tools, and successes from classrooms, schools, and districts from around the great state of Nevada with your hosts, Maggie Cox and Kyle Anderson. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Battleborn Digital Learning Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kyle Anderson, a special education teacher at Clark High School in Las Vegas. And normally, this is where I introduce my co-host, Maggie Cox, and let her tell you about herself. But unfortunately, Maggie is not able to join us for this episode this time around. So it is going to be me along with our... Very special guest, Miss Tara Graves, joining the podcast today. So, Tara, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Hi, Kyle. Thank you for having me tonight. Um, I am in Washoe County in northern Nevada, Reno, and I have spent my entire teaching career here in Washoe County. I was a classroom teacher in elementary and middle school. For about 10, 12 years, and then I moved into um, different positions within the district. I was a mentor teacher for first year teachers, and then I moved into ed tech in about 2009, and I've been doing that type of work since 2009. Uh, Right now, I am the coordinator of the 21st Century Learning Division, and we provide professional learning for teachers K-12 around the implementation of our Nevada Integrated Tech Standards and computer science, and also our 21st century learning competencies, um, which helps teachers to uh, lesson plan and change their lesson design so that it's more student-centered. So that's what we do now. I've I've built up that department from the ground up starting in 2011, and now I'm the big big boss of the department. So I love what I do. and I just love being a part of the Digital Engineers, which I will be sharing tonight uh, what our project is. Outstanding. So I do have to ask this question because you said that you've been working in an ed tech some way, shape or form since 2009. So obviously in the past 12 years, technology has changed so much. Uh, and then with the pandemic from the last year and how we had to jump into technology, a lot of people really for the first time. Would we have been able to survive this pandemic if this happened in 2009 based on your experience working in EdTech in the last 12 years? That is a good question. Yes, I think so, because we had, I'm trying to think, because Sarah Lediard and I, who's my partner in our project for for the digital engineers, she and I did the um, Nevada Pathway Project 
in 2009 and we used Moodle, a learning management system, but she and I also used Skype and Google Docs for all of our collaborations. So I believe it would have been possible. Um, not quite as uh, slick as the tools that we have now uh, with a, either Google Classroom or uh, Washoe uses Microsoft Teams. Um, but yeah, absolutely could have been done back then. What do you think about devices? Because nowadays a lot of districts turn to Chromebooks for the devices for students and everything. And I know that in Washoe County or Microsoft dishes, districts, so it's more PC laptops and whatnot. So um, my thought is like, how difficult would it have been to be able to get a device into students' hands at, at that time and then the connectivity piece of it? That would probably be the biggest challenge. Um, I know Washoe is still, um, we've, in this past year, we've certainly added a ton more devices for students, but even our teachers, most of them were, even now are still operating with a desktop computer without a, a webcam or a microphone. So that's a huge challenge. So thinking back, you know, 11 years, we had probably a very small fraction of the, of the laptops available. Um, very few devices available for students at that time. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of fun sometimes to speculate on these kinds of things uh, about what, what could have been or would have been uh, back then. But shifting more to the present day, though, you mentioned that you've been doing work with the Nevada Digital Engineers. So, and again, we've been, last few episodes of the podcast, we've been doing spotlights on digital engineers. Uh, so you've been working now for the past about nine months or so with the Nevada Department of Education. How did you find out about the digital collaborative? Like what kind of brought you to it, um, enticed you to apply and then start getting involved? So I've been involved with uh, Department of Ed, I would say since about 2009, since that uh, Nevada Pathway Project came about. And since then I've been involved with other statewide programs, including um, the, now I can't remember, Digital Learning Day that we had a few years ago. I've been on the committees for the technology standards. I've been on different other statewide committees for, for projects like that. Um, so I think my name is on a list somewhere and uh, because of my involvement and I and I think I just got mailed or emailed that um, opportunity when it came about. Um, my my name in Washoe County is pretty synonymous with EdTech. And so anything that uh, comes to our district from the state typically lands in my inbox. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I think uh, because Nevada is, it's an enormous state, but we're very small in population. So really the circles are kind of small if you really think about it. So yeah, when, when the, the digital engineers were announced and we had that first meeting and going to those first meetings, I'm looking around, I'm like, I know three quarters of the people in here already, regardless of what right. part of the state they were from because of that. So I think... Uh, my name might be on that same list as yours, mm -hmm. although you've been working in it a little bit longer than me. I, I didn't really dive in heavy duty into ed tech until about 2014. 
Uh, but yeah, that that list that's out there, that proverbial list, I think we're both on that. So yeah, and I I don't think we're getting off of it anytime soon. No, no. As long as <laughs> as long as we're still willing to do the work, I think that we're right. going to be asked to do things here and there. So once we got going in the collaborative back last July, last August. So tell us a little bit about what you were planning to do and kind of like what those first few weeks looked like for you in regards to artifacts and things that you were creating for the collaborative. So my initial artifacts were mostly focused on um, teachers and administrators. And my first one was dealing with, um, you know, what are the tech skills that teachers need um, in this day and age, not just for a distance learning um, era, but also digital learning in general. What are those technology skills they need? Uh, the next uh, month I worked on a, um, an artifact for administrators on how to create and manage a flipped staff meeting. Uh, because I know that most of us spend a lot of time in meetings that could have been an email or meetings that, um, you know, you want your time in person to be um, well spent. And so things when you flip a lesson, just like if you uh, if you flip a lesson with students, flipping a meeting is a great way to maximize that in-person time. Um, after those first two uh, things in my district got really, really geared up and crazy with distance learning and my team uh, did a lot of support for our teachers to get up and running with Microsoft Teams. So I lost a lot of time to be able to do individual artifacts. Um, Sarah and I, Sarah Lettyard and I were approached to potentially create a course in um, in Canvas for Nevada teachers to, to take for how to teach online and how to teach in a blended learning environment. Um, that also got kind of pushed aside because we did not have time to be able to build that. Plus, if anyone else out there knows how to design an online course, it takes a long time. It takes a lot of, lot of time for the um, curation of the resources. And also it takes time to build the course in the platform. Um, so we were thinking that we wanted to do something that was more immediate, that could help teachers more immediately. And um, part of our project was to do something called digital learning therapy, um, in which we would host live sessions in some format where teachers could you know, hop on and say, hey, I'm having trouble with this. And not necessarily a technology driven type of help. There's so much stuff out there already on, on social media. Of, you know, how do you do this in Google Classroom? Or how do you do this in Google Docs? Or how do you do this in Microsoft? We didn't want it to be about that. We wanted it to be more about how do I change what I used to do in person in the classroom? How do I really conceptualize that for the online environment? And so that's the focus of what our project was to be. Um, we landed on a Facebook group. And in the meantime, when we were waiting for the Department of Ed to approve this project, um, it got bigger than just our idea. So now our Facebook group um, hosts will host um, more than just our um, sessions with digital learning therapy, but it also is kind of 
an interactive space for um, Nevada teachers who are using the resources created by the digital engineers. Um, so it's, it's kind of multifaceted. When it came to deciding on a Facebook group, why did you choose Facebook and not say Twitter or another social media platform? Okay, so I'm a, I know many teachers are part of Facebook groups. Um, I've seen the one that is the teaching during COVID-19. I'm part of that group. Um, there's a global educator collaborative, I think is what it's called. Um, there's other Facebook groups, and I know that um, just from my own experience with Facebook groups, um, I, I saw the, the potential. Um, for most of us of a certain generation, you know, we're not using necessarily a lot of the other platforms, and, and Facebook may be one that is most popular among um, more veteran teachers. The pieces that I really liked about a Facebook group include um, you can set up a group to be a social learning group, and that includes places for, they're called guides, they used to be called units, but it's a way to organize posts into topics. And so I felt that would fit our purpose much better um, than something else like Twitter. Um, it also can have um, a mentorship um, feature where you can partner up group uh, people in the in the group to help each other, and then also the rooms piece, which utilizes that um, Facebook Messenger live, like a live video call. So I really um, I really found that it would best serve the different purposes that we that Sarah and I wanted to do with this group so yeah i mean instagram is something that is very visual but unless you're using a hashtag probably very hard to group same thing with twitter uh you can right. search a hashtag but it, but again things can get jumbled up and then you know sometimes you get the hashtag bombers too that where they just start spamming a hashtag or something like that as well so but uh no so it makes sense with the facebook especially that live piece so um at this point right have you done anything with the Facebook Live aspect of the group or are there plans for that in the future? Yes, not yet. We, uh, we are planning for that at some point. The name is Nevada Teachers Supporting Teachers. And it is a private group. And we really want to keep it right now just to Nevada teachers so that people feel like um, no matter where no matter who's posting that they know that's a teacher in Nevada, that we all are sharing the same academic content standards, potentially the same types of situations that are unique to Nevada teachers. Um, we have gotten a lot of requests from people outside of the country. Um, I think professional Facebook group joiners, um, I've decided is what they are. Um, so anyway, we have 152 members right now uh, which is pretty cool. Right now we're in the stages of gathering information. So there's a survey um, that we've asked people to um, submit. And it's really because we want this group to be organic. We want it to grow from the members and we want it to serve the needs of the members. Um, so we want input from people that are a part of it so that we can customize um, how it's run. Uh, one of the things, so the mentorship program, won't, we won't be starting that up yet. We're going to see what, uh, who's interested 
uh, what kind of expertise people have, uh, what kind of help they need. Okay, so that's really cool. The guides, we've got one guide so far that has some content, which is really our orientation. And then, oh, actually we do have another guide that is the upcoming events. So this is where other digital engineers can, can get the word out on things that are coming up, just like your podcast or any other webinar events or would all be listed here as well. The guides, the area where that specifically the Nevada Digital Engineers and the artifacts that they're creating that can be available here or on the website nvdigitallearning.org. Is this also right. a place where members can pose a question or maybe share lesson plan ideas or maybe even things that they've created like blogs or podcasts or something like that that they've absolutely okay absolutely i mean this is a place to get all of that from one another and the support too we've seen some people already posting just just ideas so even if it's just an idea that you came up with it doesn't have to be as big as a lesson plan or a podcast or anything like that it can just be hey i tried this today and it worked really well um you know it's just a place for people to to be inspired to get some support. We don't want it, we absolutely don't want it to be a place of um, complaining, but of course we want people to feel that there's empathy here. Um, so that would be a part of it. There's, these are the rooms. This is where the um, live sessions would be. And yes, we haven't done one yet. Hopefully in the next uh, month or so, we'll have, a, we'll have a, an event in there yeah maybe perhaps uh with the school year kind of winding down a little bit maybe like a end of the year celebration kind of right or even just a hey come and hang out let's get to know each other you know for sure because again uh, i mean we're, we're a very big state and there's a lot of miles between us uh i know you and i are about 430 miles apart as it is mm -hmm. and, and i know there's places in nevada that are much further even uh so right. if we can if we can lessen that gap in miles virtually why not so and i i love this uh idea that you can have these virtual events with just nevada teachers and, and that brings mm -hmm. me to the next point is that the fact that I, I not trying to exclude people, but keeping it to just Nevada teachers right now is phenomenal because I feel that a lot of places, California especially, our, our neighbors, I feel like a lot of teachers are very connected on social media throughout California, but Nevada is lacking in that. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel that this is a really great starting place to try to connect people on social media that, and then eventually maybe they can branch out to use in Twitter professionally and using Instagram professionally and things of that nature. Yeah, I like that. I'm excited about this and I hope that it takes off um, and gets bigger and I, and I really hope that we really help people, you know, help teachers. Keeping it to just Nevada teachers, I've even had people who were homeschooling uh, their children and they wanted to join and I'm just like, not yet, not yet. We're not ready for that. We want to just keep it to actual classroom teachers in Nevada. Now, beside the social media page on Facebook for Nevada Digital Engineers, is there any other place that listeners can connect with you on social media? Um, I'm at, at NV Tara Graves, just NV like Nevada, Tara Graves on Twitter. Anything else you would like to add or plug before we kind of start to wrap things up? No, I'm just, I'm just super um, 
honored that you asked me to be on your podcast. And uh, I hope that it gets the word out and gets more Nevada teachers to join. Absolutely. I, I love the idea. I love the page. Like I said, I am a member of that page and uh, check things out. So um, I definitely need to spend a little bit more time sharing myself on there. Uh, I just, uh, I, I've, I've kind of gone ghost mode on a little bit of, on social media over the last few minutes just because when you spend so much time on a computer as it is last time right. you do is just spend more time on social media or something like that. So, But uh, thank you for joining and thank you for sharing your, the information on that Facebook page and, and the work you're doing for the DLC. And yeah. uh, we'll definitely look forward to uh, interacting with you more here in the future. All right. Thanks, Kyle. For listeners, you can connect again with Tara at NVTaraGraves on Twitter and then the Facebook page. Those links are in the show notes. Connect with us, the podcast. Follow the Nevada Department of Education on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can use hashtags NVDLC, NV Digital Learning, and NV Digital Engineers. Subscribe to the Nevada Department of Education on YouTube. Again, all links are in the show notes. You can listen to the show on your favorite podcast app like Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and more. We always post episodes on the first and third Mondays of the month. And then you can also visit nvdigitallearning.org for more great resources from the NVDLC. So that concludes another episode of the Battleborn Digital Learning Podcast. Thank you for joining and listening and for your support. And until next time, have a good one.